this uh, is an interesting edition of uh, my lives. I I said I was going to stop doing lives here, and there's a reason I'm doing this one right now. Hey, Chris, how's it going? Uh, it's going to be a little interesting for me to get through, but I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. I felt the creative burn, so I got up, set up the camera, set up the lights. I wasn't going to do any more online recording for the rest of the week, but I'm here, and I'll let you know why. I just want to thank everybody for tuning in as you've been doing. And regardless of what happens, I'm going to keep on plugging away with this. But right off the bat, I should let you know, this is not a normal occurrence. So the reason that I'm actually here on Instagram today recording this is because I started out the amp show one way and it suddenly morphed, got interesting and turned into something else. And this is how creative things go sometimes. The actual episode I was recording was about creativity and creative fathers. And somehow I ended up talking about my dad and I didn't mean to do that from the outset, but that's what I ended up doing. And a little history for those of you who don't know here, my father was an artist and a sign painter, sign maker for the state of Florida. And he also taught and did his own freelance things. But while I was recording that, that show, I got some feedback from the universe, the people that were listening and just the vibe that was going on. And I started altering the show as we went along. So that show isn't very coherent. It wasn't very well laid out. It was very abstract and just kind of flowed. It was kind of, you had to be there kind of thing. So I wanted to re-record this in a more succinct way. And I'll see what I do with the, the previous show that I did on AMP, but I didn't want to go back to AMP and do that same show again, just more structured. The people that were already there already know me from what I was doing there. So this here, I wanted to keep as something more structured, more, more flowy, more together. So that's, that's the background behind this episode right here. And yes, my father passed away several years ago. And I really do miss him. I think about him often and I'm not sad, but his absence is felt. He's one of the few people I could just call randomly and talk about random things with. So not having that person around, I suppose maybe that's why I'm talking on podcast now, because I don't have that type of person to talk to about these creative things on the regular. But that's the background for this episode. Um, as I said, thank you for all for following me. If you're not following me on AMP, go over there. You should be able to find my information, whether you're listening on the podcast streams or on YouTube, it should be in there somewhere in the notes, but, but it's going well, it's going well. I really like it over there. Interesting new format. You get to play music. The people are live. They're chatting. It has a call in feature and it's all audio. So that changes things a little differently. You have to explain yourself in a different way. 
you have to make sure things sound right as opposed to making sure things look as right. So with this platform, it's more face-to-face, more, I don't know, lecture style. With the radio, I feel like I'm actually talking to people. I'm interacting a little more. So that's one of the reasons I really like it. Very cool stuff over there. Also, Show versus Business is really getting into its its second, no, its third stride. And really good things are happening over on Show versus Business. So make sure you're following that Instagram account or following the podcast on YouTube or the podcast streams. That's where uh, the real Theo Harvey and myself, Mr. Benja, go through and talk about the the interesting stories within the struggle between the show side of things and the business side of things, the creative side of things and the financial side of things, the eccentric side of things and the economic side of things. There's this constant battle that goes on and that's show versus business. So make sure you go check that out. And what else is going on? We are halfway through the year. After we hit June 15th, I figure that's officially halfway through, or maybe we would have called June 1st that day. But either way, we're halfway through the year right now. 2023 has gone pretty quickly. It's not as much of a crap show as 2022 and 21 were, I don't feel. But there's still some some stank out there that needs to be cleaned up. So we're working on all that. And that's one of the things I'm working on here, getting out and talking to people, getting that connection back of just having a discussion with humans. A lot of people say that I'm not very personable. Some people say I'm standoffish. Sure, whatever. Uh, I'll take that. But I'm here to talk to you about creativity. And hopefully those of you who know me, understand me, we can get along and vibe in that that general direction. Because I'm not standoffish. I just don't care about a lot of nonsense. All right. So the overview for this one, I don't know how long I'm going to stay on here. Maybe a half hour, maybe maybe 45 minutes. It depends on who pops in. Maybe we'll talk to some people. But I did not plan on doing this, so bear with me. As, 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 as Because I, when I decided to do this one, and yes, I do struggle with my words just a little bit when I'm pushing the bounds of what I'm trying to express. These are complicated feelings, and sometimes when those complicated feelings come up, I start to struggle for words. I don't know if I feel happy, sad. There's this anxious feeling going on, a certain amount of tumult in there, tumultuous feelings there shaking around underneath the surface. Um, Feelings of pride, feelings of distress, uncertainty, abandonment. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know what it is. It's not clear to me right now. There's happiness, there's energy going on, but I'm not like gung-ho about things in my normal creative sense. Something's going on here. I need to, I need to figure it out. But Normally, I would wait before I talked about something like this. Now, I'm just giving it to you raw. So, as I said, that's where I am right now. And sorry that took so long to give a preamble. But yes, this is about my father's creative blessings. I guess the best way to describe this is 
I was going through talking about the creative, the creativity of the father type, the dad type of creativity. And as I said, in the conversation I had over on AMP that evolved and morphed and led into this, what you have, what you have coming up right now. As I was going through it, I identified, I identified six different creative energies that my dad blessed me with. And I want to just go over them and discuss them. It's not going to be as fun and lighthearted as the other show. Because now that I'm sitting back and reflecting on it, it may have been kind of heavy for me. I don't know. But I'm here to talk about them. So I'm not going to wait too long. But a little background. You know, as, as I said, my father was a sign painter, a teacher for the state of Florida. He raised me and my four siblings in Tallahassee, Florida. He never pushed his ideas of art and creativity on us as mandates or things that we had to do or needed to do or really. He never forced us into any path. He wanted us to find our own path. And actually, here's a bonus for the Instagram crowd. We're going to make that a seventh. We're going to make seven of these now. Because I suppose the first one, and even starting the story, was challenging creativity from us. A lot of, a lot of people, they either want to give you the answer or point you to the answer or show you what the answer is or keep the answer secret from you or try to make you feel a certain way about not having the answer or about having the answer. That wasn't what my dad was about. So this is creative blessing number one. He challenged us to create on our own. So growing up, there were, there are times obviously when you're not going to get everything you want. Things aren't always going to go the right way. You might get sick. Somebody might be missing. Something may have broken TV, car, whatever. Something may have happened and you need a solution. My dad was all about putting out, not the solution, but a soft and gentle challenge to actually get to your own solution. And that challenge, I think, I think when done right from a father's point of view, it really pulls the best out of a person. Because there were times when he asked me, I would ask my dad a question, hey, dad, how are we going to do this or what are we going to do? And being that he's, he, he led things, I would expect an answer. But every so often, and at, at a, not every so often, regularly, he would stop us and say, well, what do you think we should do? How do you want to handle this? Or even as something as simple as ordering food, he would say, you know what? You decide what we're going to eat tonight. You go pick up some groceries. You go do this and that. Let's see what you've learned. And there were these soft challenges with very safe landings that we could all engage in. You know, whether it's cooking breakfast or deciding what to watch on TV that night, 
he challenged us though. It wasn't just like, oh, this is your choice. He's like, no, no, no. Make it good. Have a good time with this dinner. Pick some good shows and find out why. Even that was simple enough. Like I'd go through the TV guide and say, well, we could watch this and we could watch that, but we watched this earlier in the week and we didn't have that much fun. So he actually got us thinking about creativity and creating things. He got me to start creating board games for myself where I would, uh, where he challenged us to, cre he challenged me at least to create board games. I was really into Monopoly, Life, Connect Four and all these things. And I would hang around my dad's art studio and he would start, you know, not telling me, just kind of challenging me like, hey, what do you think we could do? How does this idea look to you? How can you make this better? And he gave me a sort of creative push like that. So for that one, um, that was my little bonus. I'll call that number one. Challenged us creatively in the, in the way only a dad like my father could do. All right, number two. Creative blessing number two. He showed us how to explore and plant something great. Anytime you think of a father or dad energy, a lot of times you have to look at the explorer side. And a lot of explorers, you know, the whole, whole idea is you've got a foundation, a base, a home set up, and you need something else. You need to go out and explore. You need to go out and get something and bring it back. You need to go hunt for the game and bring it back. You need to go find the fresh water and tell everybody where it is. You need to go beyond the mountains. You need to go through the tundra. You need to exist. You need to explore. Cut through the wilderness and find what you need. And if you're there, maybe you start making moves to take over that place. Maybe you plant your flag somewhere. Maybe you set up a new base, set up a new camp. And this is what my dad also did. He wasn't content with just finding a new store. He wanted to find that store's competitors, find the best prices for things, learn about new foods at the grocery store, simple stuff like that. Just like learning about new foods and trying out new things. There was a new type of cookie on the shelf. He's like, you know what? We've, we've had all these other types of cookies. Let's try this type of cookie. Simple stuff like that. Just exploring and trying things out. Being okay when things fail. Being okay when people groan, like, oh, here he goes again. P being okay when he's laughed at for, for trying something new and interesting and different. That whole exploratory vibe is definitely a creative blessing. He's passed it on to me. And when you can leave the safety, you can safely leave the safety of your home, safely leave the confines of whatever box you're in, and go exploring for something new. Bring back the bacon. Plant a flag somewhere. That's a powerful creative force. And a lot of people who start to stagnate in their creativity, that means you haven't been exploring enough. You're exploring yourself, your environment, your medium, your mechanisms, your processes, your ways of interacting, your marketing. You should never be stuck. And that was one of my, my dad's things. You should never be stuck. You always got to keep exploring and going out there, finding what else is new. And not just to find the new thing. If you find 
something else out there, you compare it with what you already have. That's how it goes. So number three, I'm going to creative blessing number three, protecting against negative forces. So obviously we think of parents as protectors. You know, you think of your, your father figure, your dad as a protector. But we often only think of this in like physical terms, you know, or economic terms where you're just trying to protect from obvious dangers, from you know, dogs, from, from bad lawyers, from corrupt people, whatever. But it's just negative forces in general. I think I learned from my dad to that we needed protection from. And when done properly, a lot of times you don't even notice the negative energies or the negative forces. But always being there to protect against them is necessary. And when I say negative forces, what do I mean as a creator, right? So you have your anxieties. Like, I, as I said, I, I didn't want to do this, this right now. I just didn't feel like doing it, but I felt also an obligation to get out there and put something out and follow in, in that brave sort of open way of producing art, producing content, producing media. And one of the negative energies would have been the fear, the anxiety, the, the, the shame, non, the non-existent shame even. I mean, there's nothing to be ashamed of, of, but there's a feeling of it for some reason. Sometimes artists get that when they know something they made is good, but they're still ashamed of it anyway. There's a feeling of shame. I don't, even, I don't know the right word for it, but I'm going with that. But negative energies. The energies out there that tell you you shouldn't try that or tell you you're going to fail or the negative energies that tell you we don't like you, or you should be angry about this. These aren't good for your creativity. Your creativity thrives on being able to try things out freely, being able to go out there courageously and show what you have or what you don't have. To be able to not only express your feelings, express the feelings of the community, of the tribe, of the order, of the process, to express all of these things is where creativity comes in at. And you need to protect that creativity from negative energies. So your own creativity, the things that allow you to build what you need to build, whether it's a painting, whether it's your law firm, whether it's your new business, whether it's your family structure, whether it's your relationship with, with someone, these are things that take creative energy and you need to protect your creative energies from negative forces. And my father taught me that in several, several ways where anytime I got frustrated and wanted to blame my feelings or blame the situation on my creativity, he would actually push me more into it. Say, no, 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 write that down. No, 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 let's paint or okay. Let's go see another, let's go see a movie. Let's go watch what somebody else created. Let's learn something. Let's do anything that keeps our creative energy protected. 
because that's the most important thing. If we are trying to create every day and create a better world, a better environment around us, then protecting that energy is paramount. And speaking of the negative, the positive, keeping the energy positive and protecting yourself from negative energy, I'll move on to creative blessing number four, which is keeping that creative energy flowing. My dad was an interesting character. I never saw him as too boisterous or too out of control or a man of up crazy highs and low lows. He tried to, and I'm trying this now, he tried to be on a more even keel where he was creating constantly at a high level and maintaining this creative energy that's hard to replicate, hard to bring down. It's like an, a creative well where the money is always flowing in, where the resources are always ready, where if you need to draw, you can just sit down, boom, do it. If you need to sketch or paint, you could always just sit down and do it. And it became a process with my dad. And I realized that he would start sketching in the margins of newspapers pretty much everywhere he went to keep his energy flowing. He wouldn't really get bored very often. People would come around and he'd have new questions to ask them. So, hey, what do you think about, oh, have you tried? Oh, I heard you're from Arkansas. Can you tell me about the art scene there? What about, what do they teach in those schools? How do they develop their blah, blah, blah. And he just had all these questions and all these ways of keeping the creative energy flowing. And another thing, and this goes along with protection, is when creativity starts, stops flowing or starts getting a little stagnant, then that's when negative energy naturally starts to creep in. That's when you start to get entropy, which is the nature of things to go to disorder as opposed to order. So anytime something started to fall apart, anytime it seemed too tense, my dad would break out the dad jokes. He would get everybody together on the same page. He would make sure that we all were pushing forward. So that creative energy, in protecting it, you have to keep it going. You have to keep refueling it. And actually, yes, this goes back to the exploration. That's another way to keep refueling this energy. But one big thing is not to look outside for ways to keep your creative energy going, but to stay inside with it, to make sure your creative energy is coming from the inside out. Creative energy may be sparked externally. It may motivate you in ways, but it starts from the inside. It's inspired energy coming from the inside. It's your inner spirit coming out. And that is what makes true creative energy, creative energy. Being able to keep that energy flowing. So I'll move on to creative blessing number five. Mapping out routes and landscapes. One of the things dads are always good for is mapping out stuff. Hopefully when you're going to, going out somewhere or you're going to meet some people, or you've got an itinerary for a trip, you've got to get somewhere, you've got to meet up with some people, you've got to keep a schedule. A lot of dad energy comes around when, you're tr when they're trying to make sure things go according to plan. 
And this is, you know, if you've ever done a road trip, it's making sure the tires are inflated, making sure you've got all your snacks ready, making sure everybody's packed and ready to go, making sure the alarms are set, checking the weather reports, making sure all this, maybe get getting a tune up on the car, et cetera, et cetera. There's this whole planning of, of and map making and ensuring that the route that you're traveling on is going to be a good one. And you need this to keep your creativity doing what creativity does, as opposed to getting distracted by all these other elements, all these other things that can take you off your journey, your journey of creativity. There's good dad energy that keeps all that together. A lot of times it's invisible and you just know it when it's gone. You just know when they're missing, when that creative energy is missing. So mapping out and planning. A lot of creators don't like doing it. They just like going willy-nilly, and that's fine. That's all great. I like doing that. It's fun. But if I can put on myself the proper constraints so I don't go spinning off into the weeds or sliding off into the, into the bushes, if I can do what I need to do within a certain bound, then I'm good. So one thing I learned from my father was to map out your landscape properly. I remember... I remember I was with uh, a group of young ladies and we were driving through California somewhere. And I remember how happy they all were that I was driving and I knew the way. I didn't get this at the time. But being able to map out a direction, map out a plan and have all your all your options covered. You know where the gas stations are at. You know where the restaurants are at, you know where everything is at, and you've got your thing planned out, that means everybody can relax. That means the creative spirit can do what it does without having to worry about the minutiae, the nonsense, the, the landscape, or anything, any surprises that might come up, come up in the trip. So now I understand this a little better. I got a whole story about this. I may, I may interject this story into the notes at this point, because I did it on the amp live, but I don't feel like creating, recreating that story right now. So yeah, I may insert that in right here or not. But when you've got your map and your route, when you got your, your route mapped out, you start to realize there's an art in that in itself, a creative vibe in that in itself. Because once you realize that you're setting up parameters, you're automatically defining what the creative out, output is going to be. If you're using a certain type of paint, you're already planning out what the output is going to be. If you're using a certain type of ink medium, if you're showing to a certain type of people, you start to figure out that your creative energy is already being funneled in a certain direction. And this is the beginning of your creative focus. Defining what you need and how you're going to use it. And it can't be too much either. You can't have too many routes because then you just get confused and everybody's unsure. You need to have an idea of where you're going, a properly laid out perspective with alternatives and backups. And one of those needs to work. You, don't, you only need maybe two or three. You have your main and then your alternate and then maybe a backup. And hopefully all of those don't fall apart all at the same time. And if they do, then hopefully you have a plan for that as well. But being creative, whatever you're building, 
getting that map, getting that outline. I used to think that mapping stuff out and planning would take away from my creativity. I used to believe that I, I just need to be free. I just need to be open. I didn't get the freedom that would be gained by not having to worry about certain restrictions. Like imagine if you could, you're having a party and someone said, noise doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Suddenly you're free to do a little more volume. Someone says, hey, you know what? Food doesn't matter. I have a friend who's a caterer. He'll get you anything you want. Oh, suddenly, suddenly things change a little bit. You might want to make more, more space for the food section. You might want to invite people who you wouldn't have invited before because, you know, they eat up all the food. Your vibe starts to change once you set your parameters, once you start to map things out. And my dad, he was one of those guys who would go to AAA. This is before you had GPSs in every phone and every car. He would go to AAA, talk to the, the map ladies there. You know, they'd break out the maps with the markers. And he's like, all right, what's the main route? What's the fastest way to get there? What's the safest way? Are there any chances of heavy traffic? What happens if a road gets shut down? Where are the detours? He wanted to know all the different routes and possibilities of things going wrong. And, and my mom thought this was the greatest thing on earth. She's just like, yeah, it's, it's great. I just, I just wake up, get in the car with your father and we go. He tells me some things. He hands me the map. Fine. But I can think about other things. I can worry about you kids. I can, I can deal with you guys. We can work on our timetables in the car. We used to do timetables and have geography quizzes and things like that when we were on road trips. And my mom would handle that side of things. My dad was like, listen, you can do all that you want. I'm, I'm focused on the road and the maps and all that. So anyway, my dad would plan all that out. And I will definitely do, I will definitely do one of these for my mother when the time is right. But this one just happened to come up. So that's that. All right. So that's enough for that. Number six, creative blessing number six. Creatively, you need to be able to provide resources. How does that work? What does creativity have to do with providing resources? Well, I'm not just talking about money and the dollars. Uh, my dad was definitely a provider, but he wasn't, he wasn't actually the financial head of the household. My mother was, but my dad was still the provider. He was the one who made sure that we always had dinner on the table, that everyone knew where they were supposed to be at a certain time. Everyone was always dressed and ready for church. Everyone was, you know, properly, uh, they, they had all their books in order. They had all their teachers and class schedules laid out. My dad was that dude who made sure that everybody was getting their stuff done. And he did that by providing the resources for all of us to get that stuff done. Does somebody need a ride to the, the football game? My dad would be on the phone talking to the other parents. Hey, listen, I've got to go this way and my son needs to ride to the football game. Do you mind if he gets a ride with you? Sure, Mr. Johnson. Boom, just like that. He was a provider of resources. And to provide resources, you don't just, you're not just supposed to have resources. You're not just supposed to get access to them. You're supposed to also be resourceful. And if you're creative at any appreciable level, you will be able to be resourceful. Now, what does resourceful mean? I didn't have a definition handy, but if you're able to provide resources in a situation where 
they may not seem readily available. You're creatively coming up with solutions, ways to satisfy needs, wants, and desires, ways to get what you need to move on, or not even to move on to excel when you're resourceful. And my dad was one of those people who would say, partway through, like maybe 70% of the way through a task or a project, he would say, you know what we can do? And you see his resourceful mind kicking in. He's like, you know what we can do? If we did this and added this, we could get twice as much back. If we did this and added this, we could get home 20 minutes faster. Or, hey, since we're already out, why don't we add this and this? And he'd always just have some idea of what we could do to move forward. Resourcefully. And if you're a creator, I know how easy it is just to blow money on everything where it's like, ah, I'll just buy that. I'll hire this person. I'll buy that guy. I'll get this. I'll get this new software. Once I find this perfect paintbrush from, from Italy with the special, you know, sable twill, you know, br bristles, then I'll be the perfect painter. And you know, my dad's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get resourceful. What can you do right now with what you've got? Show me. And I would always try to make excuses like, Dad, Dad, I need to go to the store. We need to buy more crayons. We need this. And He's like, hey, no crayons. I want you to do this whole thing in black and white pen. And I'm like, oh, my God, what are you talking about? How am I supposed to color with? Hey, let me show you some tricks. And he showed me like hatching and different ways of shading. And he would. this is how resourceful my dad was. And it's not that I, I didn't have access to everything I needed. I had more than I probably needed. He showed me resourcefulness, being able to dig down and get what I need from what I have. In the words of Fabulous, one of, them, one of his best lines, work with what you work. Um, I'll make sure I get this line straight. When Fabulous said, um, work with what you got, it'll get you what you want. Yeah, I wanted to make sure I had the words just right. So sorry for the pause there. Work with what you got, it'll get you what you want. That's the essence. That is the essence of resourcefulness. So that's providing resources. So in the seventh one, I should say just not just providing resources, providing resources for creative growth. Maybe that should be the full title. All right, in the seventh and last one, and I didn't realize this until I was closing down the the amp for last night. Creative blessing number seven, having steadfast patience. Having that unshakable, enduring patience to create. The way things are right now, we constantly call ourselves creators and we're just throwing stuff out there. But to actually create something meaningful requires patience. It requires a certain level of maturity and understanding that not everything happens the way you expect, when you expect, how you expect. And people's perceptions of what you're doing aren't going to be what you expect. And you need to have patience with not only yourself, but the world's energy at large. Because it's not always clear whether you're working on the right thing, whether you're going in the right direction. The answer isn't always, you know, I put something out online and every one of the people following me goes, 
oh yes, I like that, or no, I don't like that. It's not that clear. It's very difficult to determine what you should be doing a lot of times, especially if you're trying to create, because the very essence of creating is not to replicate, it's to imagine, reimagine, build, amalgamate, construct. That's new. That's something different. So by doing that, by making these new constructs, these new creations, these new formulations, you're necessarily going to be doing something new, creating something that's never been built before. And that's a scary place and it's unknown. So yes, true creation should be different. It should be a little bit scary. You should be a little unsure of it. And because of that, you're going to need patience for it to, for you to start to even understand what you're creating. For you to comprehend what it is that you're building. I don't know if you know this, but a lot of creators don't know what they're creating. I mean, the creation has a mind of its own. Writers will tell you this where they start writing a character and they start writing a story and they're like, yeah, listen, I thought it was going to go one way, but the character in the story actually told me he was going to do this or she was going to play this way or they were going to introduce themselves in this way instead when the character starts telling them because you're not sure how everything is going to play out. Some may have a more clear idea than others, but even they don't really know like that. And a lot of serendipity, social interactions, personal understandings, a lot of this other stuff comes into play. And that's one of the joys of being creative. But this requires that steadfast patience. This requires you to sit back and cope with the unpredictability of life, of physical reality, of spiritual reality, or maybe your social realities. All of the above. And if anything, yes, my dad was patient. I don't know how I would have turned out if I hadn't had his patience guiding me. The ability to watch me do something, fail, mess up, cry, and he softly picked me up, put me back on my feet and say, very good, go again. Or very good, son. Let's try again. Let's do it another way. Very good, son. Let's show your mother. I'm like, it's not ready. It's okay. And he was very patient with me. And I'm so thankful for that. So, yes. As I said, I don't know how I'm feeling. It's just these general ideas that are going with me. And I wanted to express them. I did, I did this during a live last night on AMP but it played out very differently than this right here. This is a little more structured and I wanted to make sure I got this in order. Instead of just writing it down in my notes, I took the creative challenge my father gave me and went ahead and put it out. So I hope you're able to follow along. Hope that made sense. Hope it was a little understanding. As I said, I'll find some of the other clips and maybe I'll splice them together somehow. We'll see how it plays out. But in order to check that out, make sure you're following me on YouTube, make sure you're following me on the podcast streams and on social. 
Instagram, Facebook, et cetera. You can find all this information at mrbenja.com. And as always, keep creating, keep building, do what you need to do, and put it out there for the world to see. Create a better world around you and for yourself. Thank you very much. I will see you guys later. Hey, thanks for joining me on this podcast. You all make everything I do possible, and I really do appreciate it. So even if you've got me on social, please visit mrbenja.com and see what's happening and how deep the rabbit hole goes. All right, I'll see you next time. Peace.